0: future we you say flag if they war for the enemy but don't more raise the black flag if they war for the enemy but don't more now they pushing vaccines on us kind of feel like population control if I'm being honest all right here we are with this cold region discontent here again mm-hmm. Now, there's a couple of things that I, I was going to speak on, uh, I mean, at first around our area here, don't forget to to share this with your friends and all your news feeds and your, uh, and in your groups, things like that, uh, I, uh, well, I mean, first things to get started, I mean, there was a bunch of people that were, uh, three people, apparently there's a fourth person that might've been connected, but, uh. There were at least three people that were arrested the other night here in uh, around in Shimokin PA, for, uh, the beating. They, uh, apparently there was a fight that ensued between, um, let's see here. Anthony Torres, who's, uh, 27, lives up in, uh, Bear Valley Avenue, is uh, <clears throat> in Shimokin PA. He's, uh, he's charged with felony aggravated assault. Apparently him and, uh, he was going to question... Uh, and Cody Shikatana, who's uh 20 years old now. Uh, apparently, Cody lived with them. I lived with uh, him, and, him and Nicole Coons, who's uh 19, and Tara Krieger. From what I've heard, is uh Tara Krieger Krieger uh, <clears throat> is the mother of Nicole Coons. Now they got arrested because the other day there was an official warrant put out for them. This happened uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, I guess it all ensued because uh, Anthony thought that Cody, uh, Mr. Shikitano had taken his uh, his bank card. And when you read the story from the local newspapers, apparently Tara had, had taken his bank card but did not tell him till afterwards. But when he questioned them, they uh, heard a thump, and... And it was a pretty bad beating, from what I heard. I'm, I I I heard there was a fourth person there. Now, uh, now they let him lay there for quite some time. Uh, this Nicole Coons and Anthony Torres. They didn't call an ambulance. Some are saying it was six hours. Some of them. Uh, the the official report says they, or or their statement, I should say, said that they. Uh, they waited for two hours, and of course, you know, Anth or um, Tara and Nicole both making statements that they told Anthony to stop. And they're being charged with uh, unsworn falsifications to police officers and uh, recklessly endangering another human being. While Anthony is being uh, charged with a felony aggravated assault. Now, I'm sure as soon as they start, as soon as they start talking about mandatory minimums and things like that i'm sure the the two girls are gonna turn uh state's evidence and they're gonna probably get i don't know probation or something they will end up with like three and a half to seven years or something like that in prison unless they want to make an example out of them <clears throat> now apparently they had uh apparently um they had gotten in fights before and uh except they were he was living there i don't know um no, it is it is bad. It it is bad. And it it's sad that he got such a young kid and he got um he got beaten so badly that he was put in the intensive care unit. Uh apparently he's uh he's recovering now. It's been a couple weeks here. Um but he lived with them and those were his friends and he had the wonder why uh mister Torres was questioning if he took his bank card or not Cody had taken his bank card or had he done it in the past or what else is going on? Like I said, it was a, it was, it's a bad thing. But, um, and like I say, it's not exactly like this, this kid was caught outside of a, a store buying a soda and a bunch of guys or people jumped him and he ended up in the hospital. This was his friend. That's where he lived. And, uh, People don't like when i say that they get angry like oh he was such he was such a good kid he might have been a good kid he might have but you have to watch the company you keep if these were his friends and this is where he was living did he play any role in them being suspicious of him or if they had fought before or you know what kind of lifestyle was leaving of course i mean just like just like if if you notice we go on people's facebook feeds and things like that. You'll go on there and like somebody say somebody's addicted to drugs or alcoholism and it's in a real bad spot which is a real bad spot to be. But you'll see them on their Facebook feeds, feeds uh, telling them to uh you know, you're just a junkie or a waste of space. You know, you should just, you know, kill yourself, things like that. And, and then say like the next week, the person does die of an overdose or the person does die of hanging themselves or something. And, you know, and then those same people that were just talking badly about them are right back on their news feeds talking about, well, heaven got another angel and oh my God, I feel so bad and I didn't see this come in and, you know, just a virtue signal just so they can get that out there because they wanted to agree with the crowd to begin with. They wanted to call somebody scumbag and then they want to be like, oh my God, did death affect me so much? And I, I can't stand people like that. And I'll call them out anytime I see them. Like, weren't you just calling them a scumbag? But now I'm not I'm not sure that any of this is happening with this with this case, but I'm just saying that's that's a lot. You see that on Facebook. People just follow the group think. Um, <clears throat> speaking of group think, you know, like a, I mentioned about the, the the trucker convoy. I mentioned about the trucker convoy up there in uh, Canada. Apparently, uh, a Canadian judge uh, issued an injunction to uh, to allow police to use force to remove some of the protesters especially on the Ambassador Bridge which is one of the apparently it it takes like 25% of all cargo going in between the United States and Canada now I have mentioned this before that I feel I feel as though um, if they were to use any kind of force actual force if any weapons were drawn or anything that would be like you know knocking a a hornet's nest out of a tree because it's like a pressure cooker you know this this thing in canada happened right and they're up there and they led the way apparently they're waiting for america to do it and then they were uh they were hoping america was going to join in but we're not united enough here now there's a lot truck there are truckers going up there and apparently there's something planned later but it's all probably going to be like a setup for the government now there's a lot of people in america that um well, I mean, well, let's take it back. I mean, in Canada, a lot of people got vaccinated. They all stayed on this and that. Now it's, the truckers are finally staying up because they can't go in and out and they're being forced. Now, 90% of the truckers up there are apparently are vaccinated. They're just against this government overreach. And of course, our mainstream media is calling them racist. They're calling them, uh, you know, violent protesters. They're not... um you know, peacefully protesting or anything like they were in the BLM riots of 2020 or anything like that. So it's not like they're burning buildings or you know robbing stores or anything. No, they're they're sitting there. So of course they're allowed to use force. They're allowed to use force to remove them, and it's because um because they got in the way. Of, like certain companies had to shut down or suspend working hours, and it's because uh well it hit them in the pocket, and so they're going to use their governor influence, government influence. They're going to have. They're lobbyists. They're in there with their, um, their parliament or whatever they have up there in Canada. The prime ministers and the, the premiers. premieres. This has to stop. We're losing money. But here in America, I mean, like I said, that's what happens when you give up your freedoms for so long. But then you try to want them back. Like you want to give them up because you want to go along with things. Because you want to go along to get along. Because people will freely give away their freedoms they'll freely give away their freedoms for a false sense of security and comfort. And, um, yeah, I really wish that I could have uh, been along with some of these things. I wish I could be up there in Canada right now uh, because Oreo Express, uh, Rebel News, they're up there. They're with the, they're showing the real news. It's not like CNN or MSNBC or uh, the CCA or whatever it is up there. That's the state-controlled media not like they're not up there saying like oh they're they're racist and they're attacking and taking food from homeless people and stuff which isn't could be further from the truth i mean there's people that have been donating not only money but time and food and bringing fuel and but of course they took a, a number out of our playbook and called them insurrectionists and things like that it's here in uh the united states of course like i said there's people going up there but there's a lot of people here we're not united enough because there's a lot of people there's a lot of people out there that just don't don't care they don't care either way until it slaps them in the face then they want to complain then they want to get all over, all over social media and complain about well they can't do this well you let them do this elections have consequences everybody a lot of people i talk to says well it's not just the president that has a cost of inflation or forcing these things well i mean it might not be but it just it's, it's real real Coincidental that all this stuff, the inflation, the mandates, they, it just started happening since January of uh, 2021. But we should be sending our truckers to our southern border. But, apparently, uh, they want to go to D.C. I don't know how much good that's going to do. I mean, I mean, it might wake up the government. The government has been is so out of touch reality. I mean, there was a poll not too long ago, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but, and I should pull it up here, but, you know, the government, the top of their priority list are things like global warming or the vaccine mandates or Ukraine right now. And um, Americans... Americans' uh, top priorities are, you know, inflation, and bad roads, and crime, and school choice, and not wanting their kids being taught divisiveness in school, which is why they talk about the critical race theory. Now, they do teach critical race theory in colleges. It's for, like, law colleges and things, which they, I mean... It's not like they're teaching exactly critical race theory. So that's why that's where the mainstream media can get off saying, well, they're not teaching critical race theory. They're not teaching critical race theory. They're teaching pretty much an offshoot of it. I mean, they sit there and teach about how bad America is, about how bad our past was and things like. But they never bring up the fact of when when it comes to America, the United States of America. That uh, we're we're a baby when it became came to slavery. We had 400 years. Now the slave trades were going on for thousands of years. They never want to bring that up. They never want to bring up you know the the, that in Africa is where the slave trade started for going to Europe and in Africa and Egypt and there was slavery for thousands of years. They just want to focus on America because they feel like they can control a narrative. And the only people really honestly really keeping racism alive is is the media and is certain uh government politicians or legislatures they're are keeping it alive because they keep talking about it because they got a fear monger they got to keep people afraid and they got to have hate because if they don't have hate and they don't have the fear and they don't have the division between people between black white uh, red blue uh, male female transgender what whatever have you you know it. If they don't have that then we might focus our attention on them just like now if we focus our attention on the fact that they're not caring about our borders or our sovereignty sorry there's traffic i live really close to one of the places where people like to ride four-wheelers and stuff so and a lot of people think that's a good thing that now they're allowed to but they don't they don't live here and most people that ride don't live here. But, I digress. <clears throat> Back to what I was saying. They're not worried about our sovereignty or our uh, southern border or anything happening on the Canadian border except for the fact that, uh, you know, they're blocking off trade routes and things like that. And, and, they're, and they're being against mandates, against vaccine mandates and mask mandates and, and, and passports, the vaccine passports. So if that narrative, if they if, say if Canada collapses on that narrative, the next thing you know that we're going to be looking at here in the United States, but they're looking at Ukraine. Do you notice we didn't hear about Ukraine <clears throat> since Obama? We weren't hearing about them. We weren't hearing, oh, they're gonna Russia's gonna invade Ukraine or any. You know, the only thing we heard about them was well, uh, Trump wanted wanted the Ukrainian government to investigate Biden because of Burisma, which is a natural gas company, which had Hunter Biden on the, on the board, even though he has no skills or anything. And at that time, um, when Biden was the vice president, he had uh, was given control over like the financial aid and things like that, that got d- had the talks with Ukraine. And, but <clears throat> the only time we heard about it was when they wanted to impeach trump because of ukraine because he had asked them they said it was a quid pro quo you know quid pro quo in layman's terms is pretty much i'll give you this for this it happens in government all the time but there was no quid pro quo he still gave them the funding it's now before that when biden was vice president or right after he was vice president and uh there was an invest when they the one the uh attorney over there was investigating his son, Hunter Biden, which is on the board of Burisma. They're actually investigating Burisma for money laundering, things like that. And he was getting lots of money. Now, Biden was quote, quoted on saying that he wasn't going to give them the billion, do- the I think it was a billion dollars, a half billion dollars in, uh, in federal aid from, yeah, so it was when Biden was the vice president. Uh, unless he they fired the attorney, the district attorney that was investigating Burisma. And, and he even said, well, son of a bitch, they fired him. You know, but we haven't heard about Ukraine. We haven't heard about Russia invading Ukraine and how we have to protect their their border and their sovereignty. And <clears throat> We haven't heard about it. Now, all of a sudden, Biden's the president. <clears throat> the president. Uh, it's so hard to say. But the president of our country, and all of a sudden, it's... Uh, well, Russia's gonna invade and we have to go to war. And it's funny that we got we pulled out of Afghanistan just to be almost in another war with Russia, which would be a very bad thing because Russia would side with China in a second, or China would side with Russia, I should say. And our military is not up to the strength it should be. And those are two very big powers. Russia is not some third world country. Russia is very big. I'm pretty sure they said Russia is the biggest country by land in the world. And uh, we're, we're poking a bear over there. We're not worried about here. See, America needs to start worrying about here. Over there, It's Russia doesn't want Ukraine and NATO because it doesn't want weapons and missiles and stuff from NATO and America on that southern border of theirs. Like, Ukraine is the southern border of Russia, which used to be part of the Soviet Union. Ukraine used to be part of Russia and the USSR, right? And they said they don't want them. down NATO doesn't want them because they look at Ukraine as more of a liability than an asset. Now, with everything that's going on in America, see, that's what, when Trump was in office, it was America first. That's what they were saying, America first. Now, I liked a lot of things that Trump did. I was a Trump supporter. Like, I'll, I'll keep saying it. I don't care if I trigger you because um, I really don't care if people are offended. Because if you're offended, that's on you. What I say offend you that's the way you take it in your mind. Because words are not violent. <laughs> words, do, words may cause feelings, but your feelings are a direct correlation of your thoughts about yourself or about situations. It has nothing to do with what I said. It's how you perceived it. And I have no control over how you perceive something, and I am unapologetic for that. But anyway, Trump was America first. He was... You know, he judged his um, his success with the welfare program in our in our country by how many people he got off of welfare. And under his administration, uh, somewhere along the lines of almost 6 million people were off of welfare. But we didn't hear about Ukraine then. In fact, we're talking about sending, I think it was uh, 6,500 or 8,500 troops. There's already troops over in Europe, but they're staging them. And at the very same time, they were talking about discharging all people in the army that were refusing to get the vaccine. So I was like 30 some hundred people. And at the same time, we're going to be sending like how many thousand, 8,500 8, over to Europe. And uh, I guess peace talks are dis- diminishing. They're, they're talking and talking about how they're going to sanction them and. You no, know, Russia doesn't care. They don't need us. <laughs> they, they haven't needed us. And now they're talking about that Nord Stream 2 pipeline and how we can use that as leverage. Well, Trump had that as leverage. You guys screwed that up. He had that as leverage. He made them stop building it. It was almost finished. They said, you can't make them stop building it because it's almost finished. Well, he did because he could because we're the United States. Now, we shouldn't be over there policing every other country. We sent them money for weapons before. Lots of money. Billions of dollars in money for weapons. We sent them weaponry and money. And now Biden had told uh, Americans in Ukraine, you got 48 hours to get out. Because they're not going to come get you if you're still there, if something does happen. I mean, look what they did in Afghanistan. They left people. They just out. They didn't even tell our allies they were leaving. We just out. They just left. Now granted, a lot of people wanted to be out of Afghanistan. Of course they did. Now that they're out of Afghanistan, and there's still people, there's still Americans in Afghanistan. But like I said, the I was getting back to there's a they're out of touch with reality in Washington. So I don't think a trucker convoy to Washington would really help. I think they should just park their trucks and refuse to work and just stop delivering things, which I would hate, but I feel like we should all suffer together. You know? All these people that are protesting the protest wait a minute, you weren't out here protesting when they were taking our rights. Now you want to protest me protesting that. But D.C. is so out of touch. Like I said, the top list of their priorities happens to be like global warming, um, Ukraine, and then the January 6th thing. That, that's the top list of their priorities. That's that's what they're arguing. They're arguing things like that. And then they're also, their top priorities. well, we need to put a Supreme Court justice in and, um, Uh, Of course, Biden vowed it to be a black female, which I feel like it's racist on its face because that means even if you get nominated to the Supreme Court, whether you're qualified or not, they only picked you because you're a black female. Should be chosen from a larger pool than that, but that's virtue signaling on a whole nother level. But I did an episode about that, and I would do more episodes as they get more nominations because... When Trump put nominations in, they grilled them. They ruined... I mean, they, they put Kavanaugh through torture over um, a lady that said that she was um, gang-raped by him in, uh, in college. But she couldn't remember anything, and, and all of her friends couldn't collaborate or couldn't prove her story and would actually disprove her story. But they still ran with it. Just like the Russia Gate thing with uh, Hillary Clinton and Trump and talking about Russia was involved in the election and the Steele dossier and Adam Schiff saying he had all this evidence. Well, it came out that it was a lie. It was falsely written. There was never any contacts. And we were fed that for four years, five years, actually. And and then you find out, I mean, force fed every news feed, every radio, so every newspaper, anything, any kind of media because they wanted to trash and they control the narrative through the media. They wanted to trash Donald Trump. Not looking at anything good he did, not talking about the unemployment, about the millions of jobs he created, the opportunity zones and in, uh, in disproportionately affected areas, like big, like little areas, like like really poor areas and they was giving incentives to countries for that. Like, look at your paycheck. He cut the federal tax down from like 29% to like 21%, but nobody cares about that because he hurt people's feelings. But then they find out that that was all fake it was all made up it was a lie you don't hear anything about the mainstream you heard them say it you heard some things that got retracted even some things that were unwritten that were written while it was going on and and all these people that bought into it are just like oh okay well I guess or it was fake but there was riots over there was was all kinds of things going on about you know but being out of touch with reality—that that's just DC has come gone so far out of it because, just like in schools, people don't want their kids being taught devices news. They want you, they they want their kids to teach how to think, not what to think. You know, they they want their kids to be able to do math. They want to be able to read and understand what they're reading. Let them think for themselves, not be influenced, because one governmental party wants to keep. Racism alive, wants to keep divisive, wants you to microanalyze everything because they want you to be offended, because they're telling you to be offended, because they want you to be in your feelings, which is the whole thing about Donald Trump. You couldn't find a policy that Trump did that was wrong. No, everything, every kind of crisis we had that was under his administration was created by the media, completely created, completely fabricated by the media. I mean, there's, there's so many things. I mean, if you look at the Charlottesville thing where they were like, he was praising white supremacists. No, he condemned them. Actually, if you would have read down in the paragraph after he said there was uh, good people on both sides, he said, "Now I'm not talking about the white supremacists and the Nazis. They should be condemned totally." But nobody paid attention to that part. No, they just and then Biden ran his whole his whole campaign on that. I mean, if you call it a campaign, but, but you know these. All the things that we're giving up today. There's a lot of people, like I said, for comfort, uh, a false sense of comfort and and security. They're they're just giving up because they want things to go back to normal. Well, what normal? Like, what normal are you trying to get back to? Because they're not going to give you back <laughs> normal. Normal isn't being like a, like I said, forced to take a vaccine or wear a mask. None of this. They're, and and now all of a sudden they're they're backstepping. There's a midterm election coming up for House members and Senate and some, some gubernatorial races, governor races. Like here in Pennsylvania, there's a governor's race coming up. And um, a lot of uh, mainstream media and a lot of uh, Democratic politicians that were on lockdown talking about we need masks, talking about we need to vaccinate kids under five and everybody needs to be triple vaccinated. Well, now the science has changed. No, the science did not change. Their narrative changed because they realized how much support they lost they lost so much support and they see like i said what the truckers are doing up there and it's kind of make them backpedaling a little bit because the midterms are coming up and after the midterms they're gonna because magically up coming up on the midterms these elections these cases the deaths are dropping we're not hearing about the deaths we're not hearing about the cases we're hearing about hospitalizations and but but now they're saying well maybe now we're looking at the long-term effects of of uh uh, wearing masks over a long extended period of time for children, but we've been saying that for about a year and a half now. Talking, not talking, not talking about that the masks don't just work, but talking about the psychological value. You know, people's uh, kids' speeches, speech being um, impeded, and especially kids that already have speech impediments or, or speaking problems, uh, and then when they're when they can't tell their friends' faces, when they can't tell that they're, you know, um, like emotional signaling, they're, uh, I can't find the word for it. But they they physically can tell if their friends matter, if they're interested or sad or things like, or anybody when they're learning those social cues. Those long-term effects, kids are so so many kids are left back behind. But now all of a sudden there's a midterm coming up and they're losing a lot of support and it's looking like it's going to be a big win for non-leftists. I'm not saying Republicans, but non-leftists. People center, center-right, uh, a little more right, conservatives, mostly a lot of conservatives. That's what happened in uh, Virginia with uh, Yonkin. So they saw that happen. So now they want to backpedal before the midterms coming up here in May. And then in, you know, November, they're going to have the general election. <clears throat> and then once they get in, they can go back to doing what they do best. But at the same time, they're doing they're both both parties are doing the same thing they're telling us why not to vote for the other party republicans are not telling us why to vote for them they're not telling us what they're going to do and and it's all about money too like in Pennsylvania alone here there's a lot of people there's like there's over 10 people that are going to be running in the midterms for our governor and for our lieutenant governor because as of right now until they try to pass an act um the the lieutenant governor has to run separate from the governor now Granted, if we vote in a Republican governor, it's usually a Republican lieutenant governor. They want to try to get rid of that and have the party pick it because they're trying to say, well, what if, you know, they end up with like a Democratic governor, and a Republican lieutenant governor, which would probably be good because then you'd be having people help holding each other accountable instead of having the party pick it. You have the voter. The voters should always pick it. We should never change those kind of things. There's a lot of people, and the only people you're hearing about is like Lou Barletto and Doug Mastriano and uh, Corman. You're only hearing about them because they got the money back in them because the GOP already picked them, just like Democratic politicians already picked them. So, and I know a bunch, a couple of them that are uh, running for governor, and I will have some interviews before the midterm election. But I keep, I keep rambling on. I'm sorry. I keep going off on that. But my, my, my point of this podcast was to, uh, this episode was to Say that we need to stop giving up our freedoms. Now, I I would like to be out there with the protests. I would like to be up in Canada. I would like to join the, the convoy. It's supposed to start March 1st. So if you're going to get anything delivered, get it delivered before March 1st. Now, unfortunately, maybe I trap myself in things because I've worked for things and I'm paying back things. And I believe in paying bills. And I, I'm not going to just sit back and not work and lose everything if I if I had the means like if if this was monetized I would definitely go and keep you guys completely informed and I'm going to do my best to keep things informed while it's happening because I try to bring you the news as I get it and I try to keep it a little bit as non-biased as I can but I can't be non-biased I'm biased against stupidity and stupidity comes in all colors and every time I say things like that it's oh you're racist and well here's the thing about calling somebody racist right First off, you've, they've watered the word down so much that it's insulting. Like, it's like, it, it's making real racist not seem as bad. But when you call somebody racist, the thing is they, they have to care about what you think in order for it to affect them. You call me racist all you want. My There's not too many people I care about what they think, like personally of me. So. But like I said, you guys make sure you share this because I'm trying to get the word out. I'm trying to make this an everyday thing. It's really hard to sit here because I, I do sit there and think about what I want to say and what I want to bring to you. And right now, I wanted to bring to you that they put a Canadian court, put an injunction in up there with the truckers and saying they can forcefully remove them. And I think it would be a very bad idea. I even put it out on my TikTok, which is cold region discontent. That'd be like knocking a hornet's nest out of a tree. The world is watching. There's protests going on in New Zealand and Australia and France. There is a lot of protests going on. You're not going to see it in the mainstream media. You have to search for these things because they try to keep them hidden. They don't want to see... They don't want to show people actually standing up for their rights, for their God-given rights. like... they, They are doing like a carrot and a stick thing. And they even said it, like... If people just... It was on CNN. It was the doctor. Now that's saying the science changed. But was uh, the Asian <clears throat> scientist saying, well, we have to get them vaccinated because if not, certain people would just go out and start enjoying these freedoms without having... And then there would be no um, incentive for them to get the vaccine. That was a scary... That was a scary thing that they said. That was... People are just going to go out and just freely enjoy these freedoms. Like... This is America, just like, just like when I heard our president, our elected president, you know, our one with eighty-one million votes that everybody believes he got, <laughs> that can't walk upstairs correctly or form sentences or stay awake during important global meetings or anything, you know, along those lines, when he got up on on a press conference, talking down to people that are anti-vaxxers. And most people aren't anti-vaxxers. I feel like they would have had a real better result with the vaccines if they wouldn't have politicized it the way they did. But of course, since it was the Trump administration that was rolling them out and cutting the red tape so they could be out here. Now, I mean, they had to go against him. But when that president, when Joe Biden could get up there and say, it's not about your freedom of choice and... Your personal freedoms. Now, this is America, and it's always about personal freedoms and personal choice. We are a beacon of light. We're losing that light, though, little by little, because we're not worried about what we're, what's going on here in our country. You know, somebody was asking me how we get rid of the the debt, like. If we wouldn't have so much debt if we wouldn't be giving so much money to other countries. We borrowed against the Federal Reserve to give money to other countries so they could tax us to pay the interest on it. Because the Federal Reserve is not part of the federal government. It's just called the Federal Reserve. And they loan us money, and they can pretty much control inflation. We don't need to be giving money to, like, Iran and stuff like that for gender studies or to study coral reef fish and stuff. It, we need to get rid of that and we could catch up on our $29 trillion or more now. I think it's 30 now. <laughs> it's $29 trillion national debt. That's like $90,000 per citizen. Say Per citizen, not per person because you know there's a lot of illegal people here. And But... We get rid of that. Stop giving money to nonsense, stuff like that. Start making the people pay us for us defending their country, you know, like Germany or here like Ukraine and uh, uh, European countries just like that. Start making them pay us for doing that and them not having to spend their money on their defense. Maybe we could bring it down. Maybe if we revamp the welfare system, stop incentivizing people to be on welfare, stop giving subsidized housing, stop letting people be their job is just, um, you know, popping a kid out every year and having all these kids. Cause it's when like someone like me will get less than a thousand dollars back on, um, uh, federal income tax credit. And I work all the time. And then there's somebody that doesn't work, but they have a bunch of kids. They didn't pay anything in. Somehow they'll get nine, ten, eleven, twelve thousand $12,000 for, for what they're already getting food stamps and free medical and, you know, and then I have to pay the people that work and I have to pay for insurance have to also pay the higher medical price because they got to subsidize because the government reaches their hands in and forces hospitals and insurance companies to give to these people that don't want to work. Now, I get it. Yes, there are some people that are disabled or any means like that, like or old. I get that. Worked all their lives, old. But we all know the people I'm talking about. So it's the lazy people. The people that I complain about they want $20 an hour, uh, but at the same time complain they have no money because they're not working. Be- yeah, you know, $10 an hour is better than $0 an hour, but they need 20 but they don't have skills. Well, how do I, if I don't have any skills, how do I get a job that pays more? You don't. You get the minimum wage job or the lower wage job and you gain skills and then move up. That's called self-improvement. But that's for another episode. I want to let you guys know that it is Canada right now that is fighting against these mandates, and um, I wanted to let you know that you know the people that were involved in that beating, uh, that twenty-year-old kid, are in jail. On uh, Torres is on one hundred fifty thousand dollars bond, and of course the two females are on seventy-five thousand dollars bond each. And uh, we're gonna to have to find out exactly how that's gonna go. If they're gonna plead guilty, they're gonna take it to trial. Um, I mean, thank God the kid didn't die. Hopefully he doesn't have any long-term effects from it. Hopefully he'll pick his friends better and not make choices. I mean, when you're young, you make stupid choices and think people are your friends, but not everybody's your friend. But... Like I was saying, though, you can can find us here on... uh, This is Anchor.fm. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are on... We do have some videos on YouTube, more will be going up. We are on rumble.com, we are on gab.com, we are on getter.com as CR Discontent, and of course we're on Facebook as Cole Region Discontent, we'll be on Parlor soon, and uh, like I said, a website will be going up. There's a lot of work, there's a lot of things to do, because I'm on my own time, my own dime. I don't make money off of this. Um, If I did, I promise you there would be a lot more news and there would be a lot more episodes. But, and you can always contact us at coalregiondiscontent at com or on our messenger, on our Facebook. If you have any news, tips, stories, anything you'd like us to cover, we're not covering enough, or just any comments you want. I, I mean, I take criticism. I may not listen to it. I may think it's dumb, but I, I'll take it. I, and like I said, I try to uh, bring things as I can. I had brought the meetings when people were upset with the, uh, ...timbering things and... Uh, ...and... Uh, ...with the AOAA... I'm, ...I'm not on either side of that... ...now... ...I have my... ...my um, thoughts on it... ...but I try not to... ...to put my thoughts into it anymore... ...because... ...people don't listen... ...I mean... ...somebody's just looking... ...there was another person saying... ...we out here were against them... ...timbering... ...and it was because it was the AOAA... ...but there's people timbering off... ...on the top of the mountain and we're not standing against them. That's also because it's it's a live operating mine right now, and it's three miles from anybody's property where it's going to affect with runoff or anything, but they looked for it. Like I said, this government and media and your favorite celebrities and anybody else that wants to virtue signal and wants to breed hate and wants to get clout from it will tell you and make you, tell you what to be mad at and then if they can't tell you what to be mad at, they'll tell you to microanalyze something so that you can find something to make it offensive. But like I said, don't forget to share this. Uh, don't forget to follow the pages and remember to contact us and any sources that we ever get. I don't I don't tell anybody to reveal my sources because uh, I don't... I, I want them to have that trust. If, if we agree on something and you want me to reveal you as a source, that, that's different, but... I will be coming with another episode, I want you, like I said, to let us know how we're doing, and like I end with everything, I always, I say I believe that the United, the Constitution of the United States of America is the greatest political document ever written, does not need re-read, or rewritten. it needs re-read, and you should treat everybody how you want to be treated, and love thy neighbor, and remember main saying here is if you act stupidly you get treated accordingly and I hope everybody has a nice evening remember to tune in next time remember to follow the pages like I said rumble.com youtube.com gab.com getter uh, we're going to be on truth uh, we're on facebook and here at anchor.fm slash coal dash discontent and uh, region discontent at gmail.com if you want to contact us be free God bless.